Hello, and welcome to the Kids Ministry Circle podcast. Kids Ministry Circle is a community for kids ministry leaders to be encouraged and equipped to love and serve the local church. My name is Lauren Jackson, and today our episode is unique. Normally, we talk about and we love talking to the kids ministry leader, but today we are talking to the kids ministry volunteer. So listen up, kids ministry leaders and staff. We want you to send this podcast to your team. Text it out. Send it in the next email. But we want this to be a tool that you can use to encourage and equip your team of volunteers. I am so excited for this podcast because we are going to be talking about the four ways to improve large group teaching. Teaching large group is one of my favorite things. It's the way that I get to serve at our local church on Sunday mornings, and there is nothing like the energy and excitement you feel in a room of kids teaching them the stories of the Bible. Now, for many of you, even many kids ministry staff and longtime volunteers, getting up in front of kids is terrifying. Kids can be so intimidating for so many reasons, and it's hard to keep their attention. Sometimes it's difficult explaining big theological concepts in kid-friendly language. And not to mention, they love to interrupt you with the wildest questions that probably have nothing to do with your story. But still, it is so fun. So I hope that what we talk about in this podcast is helpful for you and that you can at least take one or two or maybe all four of these points and begin to implement them as you teach your kids. Just remember, you may be teaching to a group of five kids or you may be teaching to a group of 150 kids. It doesn't matter how big your group is, the way that you teach your kids matters. What you are teaching your kids matters. Let's jump in to talking about large group teaching. So here are four ways that you can improve your large group teaching skills. The first one is put down the paper. I'm telling you, this is so easy to do, but when you or your volunteers get up in front of a room and hold the paper in front of their face, you've lost the kids. They're gone, I'm telling you, and it's so hard to get them back. So really prepare ahead of time and know what you are going to say. It is okay to reference your paper or your teaching material every once in a while, but if you can have it memorized, do it. Why not? That way you can look in their eyes and you can see their reactions and you can see through their eyeballs if they're following you or if they're totally confused and you need to stop and repeat what you just said. All right, the second one is know your key demographic. This is the perfect place as you are working to improve your large group teaching, assess your audience. If your large group is kindergarten through fifth grade all in one room, figure out where the most kids are. Figure out what grade has the most kids and teach to them. Or figure out which kids are the noisiest or the most disruptive and try and aim your teaching and tweak it a little bit so that you can really engage them. Sometimes this is the fourth grade boy. Sometimes people teach that fourth grade boy so that they're less disruptive. But if you have a ton of kindergartners, teach to them. And then your older kids can dive deeper in their small group time, right? So you want to know your audience and make sure your teaching 
to the right audience. A really practical way that you can teach to your younger kids is teach like you're teaching in preschool. So with our younger kids, we tend to move a little bit more and I like to take breaks and say, okay, now time to get up and wiggle your fingers and wiggle your toes and stick out your tongue and do something silly so that they can move their body and get ready to sit back down and have their ears on. There's no rule book telling you that the kids have to stay seated in their chair the whole time. You can mix it up. You could do something fun. You can stand up and sit down and stand up and sit down and engage their bodies and that will help them engage their minds. Number three, this can be a hard one, but stay on track and stick to one point. What is the one thing you want kids walking out of that room knowing? Do you know it? Is it a big idea, a foundational truth, a Bible verse, whatever it may be, you stick to that one point. Now we've all had large group teachers, myself included, where we kind of just get off and get off and get on this bunny trail and you're like, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm just gonna keep talking because I need to fill some time, right? That's not a good idea. You want your volunteers to stay on track, which means they need to either stay on script or remember that main point. Because most times elementary kids can't remember two or three big ideas. You want there to be one big idea, even one big idea for the month, or maybe one big idea per week that they are hearing over and over and over and over again. So that you need your large group teaching to pair with your small group teaching so that they work together, not against each other. The fourth and final piece is don't be afraid to think outside the box, use props, use object lessons, because kids' imaginations are way bigger than we can even imagine. And you can literally turn a box into anything. They will get excited about most things. And you want to use that excitement and that imagination to really capture this big story of God in their hearts. Over the years of ministry, I've used a box. I've used a mailbox. I've used a treasure box. I've used so many things to kind of activate that excitement of like, I wonder what's in the box this week. I wonder what's gonna happen. I wonder what our story is going to be. And so when you activate that excitement and when you get kids laughing, that means they're listening. Now it may get a little crazy after they laugh, but you, if you can get the kids laughing, that means that they're listening to you and you've got them, you've got their ear and you've got their attention. Humor is a good thing. As long as you, remember, stay on track and don't turn your large group time into a comedy special. So you don't want to lean too heavily on the humor, but you want it to be fun and you want them to know that God's word is accessible to them and that they don't have to just listen to a teacher every Sunday, that they can go home and dig into God's word and hear and read what you are teaching them on Sunday mornings. So those are the four ways that I recommend you practicing to improve your large group. So let's recap, we've got Put the paper down, right? Look those kids in the eyeballs and really make that connection to the kids in your classroom. Don't hide behind a piece of paper. The second thing is know your key demographic. Who are you teaching to? Are you teaching to preschool? Are you teaching to elementary? Are you teaching to fourth and fifth grade? That changes how and for how long you teach. The third thing is stay on track and stick to one main point. What is that one thing you want them walking out remembering? Repeat that over and over and over again. They should have it 
down by the end of your large group teaching. And then the last thing is think outside the box, do something fun, don't be afraid of an object lesson. Pinterest is full of kids ministry object lessons that you can use on Sunday morning. A lot of times your kids curriculum has it in there. Just use it, but make sure you practice it beforehand, but use it because it is valuable to that teaching time and especially those learners who learn in a variety of styles. Okay, the last thing I would say about teaching large group is that it takes practice. So if you are watching this and you feel discouraged and you feel like your kids aren't listening to you and you don't feel like they're learning anything, don't be discouraged. It takes practice. I've been teaching in front of kids for probably 15 years and I'm still learning. I'm still trying to find new ways to engage kids and learn more about the best ways and the best practices to teach them. And so practice, practice to your own family, practice to your friends, invite them over and buy them some sweet treats and say, hey, I'm gonna practice my large group teaching for Sunday. It takes practice and there will always be interruptions, right? You're teaching to kids. There will always be kids who raise their hand and say, this happened this week, or I played soccer yesterday, or I lost my shoe, or something completely random that has nothing to do with your story, but you get to look at them and I say, thanks so much for sharing. You can tell me more about that after I'm done teaching the large group story, right? You can still acknowledge them. You can still include them in the conversations afterwards. And so don't forget, it takes practice. All right, friends, that's it for our podcast episode today. I hope this was encouraging and helpful and gave you lots of tips and tricks to improve your own large group teaching. If you love today's podcast, would you mind sharing it with a fellow volunteer or a fellow kids ministry leader? But also, we would love for you to review and rate our podcast and subscribe because doing small things like that helps other kids ministry leaders find our podcast and be and continue to be encouraged and equipped as the great leaders that they are. Don't forget to find us on social media at Kids Ministry Circle on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook to continue the conversation and to find more resources that we love to provide. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.